0: Everyone has a dream. Everyone has an idea. A lot of people have a vision. A lot of people have things that's been sitting in the back of their head for two decades. And it's, uh, you know, it it hasn't come out, but you got to put your, uh, you know, your foot to the pedal. I don't judge anybody. I've sure had my moments of uh, being stuck, trying to figure out myself, redefining myself. It's just it's a part of the journey.
1: Welcome to Million Dollar Flip Flops, the podcast that invites you on a transformative journey diving deep into the minds of thought leaders, game changers, and business builders from around the world. We explore pivotal moments, motivations, challenges conquered, and the inspiration that fuels their success. Guiding you on this journey is none other than Roderick Lenhardt, a multi seven-figure business owner, number one best-selling author, international speaker, and certified business coach. Time to buckle up because here we go.
2: What's going on, guys? I just got off a call with Antoine Burton, former NFL player, played for the Panthers, the Broncos. He was drafted out of Temple. And I just love this guy so much. We met out at an event in Austin, and he is just, he's always got his love hat on. He's all about spreading love. And he's he's just one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. But we talk about a ton of stuff. He came from humble beginnings and really went on to build a career after football that is inspiring. And I think one of the neatest things is he went from professional football in the NFL to PBR, professional bull riding. So it's quite a journey and we talk about quite a bit of it. So I hope you enjoy this show. Let's listen in. I didn't realize when we were in Austin together that you played for
0: the Panthers? I played for the Panthers, the Broncos, uh, the Chiefs, and the Rams. Amazing. So... Mm -hmm. I lived in Charlotte for 20
2: years and I used to pass Cam about every other day, walk into his house because he lived above Jordan downtown. And I lived just outside of uptown Charlotte.
0: Okay. I, I love the city. Though those were my two favorite cities, Denver and Charlotte, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. And I was I was with the Rams in St. Louis. So was, you know
2: <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. So yeah, it was cool to see but I went and watched uh I watched Cam playing in the Super Bowl. Hung out with Drew Brees and J.J. Watt and a bunch. Of, I mean, I had a lot of really cool experiences with the team
0: and helping with his foundation. And had a lot of friends that were intertwined in one way or another. He's an eccentric uh, individual doing some stuff right now with a, a good buddy of mine, uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, those two are doing a podcast actually themselves. Really, and, uh, <laughs> I love it. He's came, he's come on to uh, uh, I Am Athlete, which is Brandon's platform, and and they've got some things going on there. So it, it's a uh, Two definitely eccentric uh individuals putting <laughs> some stuff out there.
2: I'm sure they don't run out of things to talk about. Never, never. Um, well before we get too off track, so if people don't know who you are, you know, two-minute rundown,
0: who is Antoine bird Um, so a little bit about my background. Um uh, you've heard of it before somewhat of uh humble beginnings a little bit and uh was able to overcome a few things in my life and uh you know, went on to, uh, Temple University, uh, bachelor's in psychology, uh, drafted by the Denver Broncos, 2006, um, got into the music business after my career, my six-year career. And, um, you know, after uh, the music business, you know, started a media company. And, uh, then I did a docuseries that ended up being seen by PBR, uh, which is professional bull riding. And then I got into that space for the last four years. And, Um, now I'm, I'm venturing into, you know, writing my own book and, uh, speaking engagements and, uh, trying to spread love.
2: Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. So the, on the business side, you know, did you always have an eye to do that before you went into pro ball?
0: Oh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know. I didn't have any sense of any business before I got into pro ball. I think that, you know, when you come from humble beginnings, I truly just. I just wanted to compete and and quite frank or, or, or to be candid, I just wanted to be better than everybody else at what I was doing. And I felt like if I tried really hard and competed really hard and worked really hard, that whatever opportunity that was supposed to come to me would come to me. And it just so happened. I, you know, I was a 300 pound kid running a five flat, you know?
2: I love it. So what, in pro ball led you into the business realm though like what did that teach
0: you about becoming a businessman um it's because when you when you come from nothing and then you get something it's kind of up to you to pay attention to be somewhat a bird you know in the nest and, and and be observant to what's going on around you and when you go into that world you are allotted more than just what is in practice or what is on uh game day you are introduced to a lot of people, you understand the business side of even football, the NFL, the events you go to, the parties you go to. Um, it was just intriguing to me. And even at that point of being a young 20 year old kid, if you add everything up, you can't do it forever. I can't die a NFL player. So it just started, you know, getting my wheels spinning into, you know, what was life after football and how would that look for me? And um you know, you get accustomed to that lifestyle, and you want to continue to grow. And for me, I, I'll be honest—I don't think it was ever money. I think it was just um, things that I seen visually that this is something that I want. So I'm going to work hard at it, and I'm going to try, and I'm going to ask questions, and I'm willing to fail. I'm willing to get back up. I'm willing to cry. I'm willing to be discouraged, and I'm willing to triumph. So it really. For me, I, I think it was that simple—just seeing it and, and saying this is something that I wanted to do, and knowing that that, you know, kind of a uh, atmosphere was around me outside of the football room.
2: Do you think you were abnormal in your willingness to want to learn the business side of it, or is that typical?
0: I think it's typical. I try to keep things simple, stupid. You know, if I get too too analytical or or, or too caught into you know, what's going on, then, you know, I I go astray. So I think a lot of people have that mentality. How I approached it was just like anything else. You know, you just have to work hard and you just have to be willing to say no, just like the NFL, like 31 other teams passed on me, but I still made it to the NFL. That concept to me resonates to me until this day. So no matter how many failures I have, no matter how many people say I can't or no, there is one person out there that will say yes if I'm willing to put in the work.
2: Yeah. When you say that, what resonates for me is just, it's having that big why. It's why do you want to do it? Because if, if you didn't love love football want to be in the game as much as you did after the first rejection, people will bow out. It's that story of, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling writing Harry Potter and got turned down 175 times and now she's a billionaire.
0: Correct. And it's uh, that perseverance and that resilience. That is not what everyone has. Everyone has a dream. Everyone has an idea. A lot of people have a vision. A lot of people have things that's been sitting in the back of their head for two decades. And it's, uh, you know, it it hasn't come out, but you got to put your, uh, you know, your foot to the pedal. I don't judge anybody. I've sure had my moments of uh, being stuck, trying to figure out myself redefining myself. It's just, it's a part of the journey.
2: Hey gang, it's Roderick and I hope you're enjoying today's show. What I've found as a lifelong entrepreneur and certainly in coaching other entrepreneurs around the world for the last 20 years is that we all pass through five phases on our business journey from the believer to the business Buddha. You need the first two, you want the last two, but sadly, most of us get stuck in the middle and start the cycle over some of us forever. Knowing where you are reveals a clear path for where you need to go. I've created a free quiz that when answered honestly, will tell you where you currently are, but most importantly, will reveal your next steps. You can take the quiz right now at milliondollarflipflops.com forward slash quiz. This has taken me 20 years of in the trenches, trial and error to develop, and it's designed to change the way you look at your business and your life forever. Are you the showman? Are you the anxious philosopher? Maybe you're the peaceful warrior. There's only one way to find out. Take the free quiz now at milliondollarfootflops.com forward slash quiz and see where you land. The results may shock you. Now back to the show. How important has just building the courage to take that first step into whether it was you didn't want to go to practice or you, you didn't want to show up for events or now in your business career, you know, there's things you have to do that you might not want to do. How
0: do you motivate yourself to just to take that first step? Just like you said, sometimes you got to figure out your why. And sometimes, you know, that why has to be a a very strong foundational part of your everyday existence. You know, none of us are are robots or anything like that. So there's there's days where there is discouragement. um, But understanding what your why is to be able to, you know, persevere through the day Cause that's what it really is. As you get older in life, I don't know if this is how you're kind of going about it, but you know, when I was 20, I wanted to sprint everywhere. And at this day and age, you know, it's just one day at a time because, you know, my mind is way more overloaded now, way more than it was when I was you know, a 25 year old kid playing football. And at that time I'm like, man, it's so much going on. I got to go practice. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not in college anymore. I'm making more money and people are coming at me. And You think your head is exploding, but put a little age on there and, uh, you're going to have to prioritize some things for sure and figure out how, uh, you go day to day as opposed to looking into, you know, year five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One step in front of the other, right? What would you, uh, it's kind of a cliche question, but
0: what would you tell that 25 year old sprinter now? Slow your ass down. Your work ethic and your ambition is elite, but it's okay to find a place of being content and finding joy, as opposed of sprinting all the time. Because once you once you attach yourself to it's not enough, it'll follow you, and then you'll find places in your life where other things suffer because you want more, 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 and it's it's not necessarily true or valid, you know, for success. Yeah.
2: Def- each owns definition of success is so important. You know, the people are always amazed when I tell them that of the private clients that I work with, almost zero have any interest in growing their top line revenue. They want their time back. They want to go to their kid's t-ball game. They want to hang out with their mom before she passes. They, you start to value different things.
0: And that concept of enough is so powerful. And it's convincing. We we can be very convincing people to ourselves. <laughs> like oh, yeah. we, we are our best uh, manipulator, that's for sure. Yeah,
2: I think that's the power of having a coach, right? I mean, I know I came out of baseball, you came out of football, I didn't have the career you did, but it's that person that can look at your situation from the outside in. Because just like you said, I, I'm a great salesperson and I'm the best salesperson to myself. And I'll convince myself of anything and it might not be the best idea, you know?
0: Like oh yeah no that makes sense that makes perfect sense and not only do you convince her, you you're you're sprinting to what you've convinced yourself in because good ideas seep in and I and I've learned that over a period of time here good ideas seep in and uh, sometimes when you're sprinting something will walk past you that's everything that you need and you run past it I love that analogy I love that analogy you know, it's that
2: with this business and i think i said it when we were together in austin but i've got this huge why i have absolutely no idea how i'm going to get there i couldn't have told you 8 months that i'd be talking to you on a podcast right now you know i just keep walking through open doors
0: that feel good and we'll see where it leads i'm a, i'm a firm believer in that as well sometimes and and the in the world that we live in it's just I, I don't know how this happens but it's such a balancing act to feel what you feel, walk through the door that you feel like you need to walk through, and then in turn, push out the outside noise while wanting to invite it in, if that makes sense. Maybe you don't want to invite the noise, but there is some level of balancing to where to give a message, you have to have people that want to receive your message, but you also have to keep yourself like aligned what's what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what's in your gut. And it's it's truly a balancing act for sure. And those are the things that, you know, I think are out there to give humility and light to the things that you're doing. You know, so I'm happy that you're doing a podcast. And I, you know, um you wrote a book and you're doing a podcast after all the things that you've accomplished. And uh it it's encouraging to me and I'm I'm grateful to be on the show. Man, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
2: So tell me how you ended up with PBR, because I don't think that would be, if I'm on the outside looking in, I look at what, where you were for the first 20, 25 years, it's like, clearly professional bull riding is the next step. So I got to hear about that.
0: Ass backwards is <laughs> how I ended up there. Um, like I said, I, I was doing a documentary on NFL draft prep, and uh, you know I had five guys, uh, two from Rutgers and... Uh, one from Miami, uh, running back, um, Derek Gore, who's, who's playing uh, running back for the uh, Washington Commanders right now, and uh, a kid from CSU Pueblo. And um, I just did a documentary, renting out a mansion. I don't even know where the idea, just like you. I, I didn't I didn't know where the idea came from. I'm like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to film it. I'm going to make a documentary. And, uh, you know, and I just wanted to do my NFL draft prep different. I wanted it to be more than just, performance based because a lot of these kids, young kids are either, you know, not coming from money or don't know what it is to have that size of money and what to do with it, how to handle it and the pitfalls that come with it. Um, and to be able to reiterate what those things are throughout your eight week process. And uh, you know, we put it on YouTube and just so happened someone from PBR uh seen one of the, you know, episodes and um they called me in. I don't even know if they interviewed me, truth be told. They asked me if I wanted this job. They're building this new $13 million facility. And um, you know, they're trying to implement uh sports performance within the Western sport world. And uh I was intrigued. It was something I never did. Um, I'm a person that I, I love to do new things. And uh once that came across my table, I, I immersed myself in it within the history, the agrarian culture, um, the current writers, the the television around it, the media around it. And I just, you know, went all in and um, I was kind of learning on the job as I went, obviously. But, you know, I ended up starting the first ever PBR combine who would who would have known as, you know, NFL player from Buffalo, New York would create something that could be imp- that will be implemented within that space. Um, you know, as they run their sport and just, um, it, it was a really cool experience if I'm being honest. And, uh, it was definitely different, but that's how it kind of came to be. And, uh, um, once opportunity kind of comes, you gotta, you know, you gotta run with it. And again, you work hard and, um, you know, you try your best. And I love that. I love that.
2: How how has the crossover been from from NFL to PBR? I mean, is there I would think that on its face, it looks dissimilar, but there's
0: probably a lot of similarity. There is a lot of similarity, but there they're, it's an independent, you know, sport, individual sport. And, uh, you know, they're independent contractors. So there's a lot of things that, you know, are a little different. It's a hard sport. You can lose your life doing anything, but, you know, you really are truly putting your life on the line, you know, getting on a 2,000-pound animal. And, uh, you know, the, the truth of the matter is it's not a lot of people on earth that can ride that caliber of bull for eight seconds. And to um, try to develop those guys and put guys in that arena, it's it's definitely niche. So with football, you know, there's Pop Warner, there's, there's all these other things that are out there and that you see visibly on Monday night football to, you know, Thursday night, Sunday night camps and, you know, former players, college players, college camps. So for me, that was a little bit of what was the difference, but, you know, the highest level is the highest level and the highest level are the bulls, the bull riders in the top 10. and. you know it's a business at the end of the day yeah for sure for sure
2: well buddy i am w- not going to keep you too much longer but um what's next for you that's a big one i want to talk about your book i want to talk about the love hat a little bit
0: for sure for sure so uh, i'm authoring my first book and um it is uh it's something that's always been on my mind you know for the last 10 years one of those things i always wanted to do it and uh i wanted to um I actually originally wanted to write a children's book and, uh, you know, Amber, uh, convinced me to kind of, I told her about my story and why I wanted to write this children's book and, um, Amber kind of convinced me to, um, write a little bit about my life and what love meant. And, and it, that's kind of how it came to be. And so I'm, I'm, I'm authoring a book, the love pocket. Um, I'm looking to launch it in April. Um, i got i have passed uh what do you call eighty six point two percent on publishing and it hasn't been uh you know uh defined just yet you know retuned and um i am uh doing a speaking tour twenty twenty four um it's something that it's all i've always been passionate about i've actually spoke forty or fifty times in my life but I just never made it uh, a mainstay into um everyday work and completely try to channel that as something that I always did it as like a hobby I think and I've always made connections within doing that but um this is something I'm really passionate about sharing this universal thing called love and what it is and you know how you receive it how you give it you know how you you know manage your relationships whether it be in a locker room whether it be in corporate America whether it be you know uh, with your family or whether it be with yourself. Um, I think I've just experienced just so much in my little time on this earth that um, I have somewhat of a a story to tell and and share and um, bridge the gap and somewhere where there can be um, either a misconception or people really searching for that, that thing we all call love. So um, I'm really excited about that. I've already got some gigs booked here in um, 2024 and uh, I'm I'm doing the consultant range as well. So. it's just uh, I'm kind of happy about what's on the horizon and and what's next and uh, meeting exciting people like you and uh, um, I truly do feel blessed and, and and extremely excited about what's to come. Man, absolutely! It's going to be a big year for you next year. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready.
2: So, how can people oh, find you? If they want to. They want some of that love.
0: So right now you can, uh, go to my Instagram, which is, uh, Antoine Burton underscore or Antoine underscore Burton three. Um, I'm actually putting my website together as we speak. Um, and so I feel like, uh, that would probably be the best way for right now. Um, I actually started this with Amber, uh, which was funny. I, I met Amber two and a half weeks before Austin. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, I'm, I'm somewhat in my infant stages, but I, I work pretty quick and, you know, transitioning from where I was to where I'm going, it, it's a little bit of work that needs to be done for sure. And I'm right in the middle of writing my book. So um, the all of those things and materials will be coming soon, and, and, and I'll definitely be able to share those with you. Man, I love it. Well, Antoine, man, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Hey, Roger, I still need your input on the intro.
1: I got you, buddy. I got you.
0: Appreciate it. I appreciate it.
1: (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Million Dollar Flip Flop Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on your chosen platform that you listen on. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them, or post it on your social media to share with your friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links in the description of this episode. If you want to see more behind the scenes with Roderick and his guests, be sure to find them on Instagram. It's also where we can have deeper conversations on these episodes. It's where we hang out in between episodes. Go to www.instagram.com forward slash million dollar flip flops. Until next time.